In a world where most people have seen all of the MCU, one woman has only seen phase one of the MCU. That's why two friends have forced another friend to watch the entirety of the MCU. Including all the shows, like, did you know there's a Hawkeye show and like a a, a She-Hulk she show and like, 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 what if is still going on and they're supposed to make more? This is ICU MCU Phase 2. On this episode, Avengers Age of Ultron. Yes? Do you have something to say, dog? She's barking at Ultron right now on the screen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to ICUMCU. This is a podcast about Marvel. And Sarah watched the Marvel, and that's the podcast. See you next week. Just kidding. Um, so we took a long time off for November. Not November. It's the October. There should have been an episode that's coming out before this that has already mentioned that. But hey, we're this is hell week. We're recording all the last parts of Phase 2 like within the same week. Uh-huh. Uh, today we have the uh the Joss the second Joss Whedon vehicle. No, <laughs> Avengers: Age of Ultron. No, did you not re- know he directed this no, movie? No, I didn't. Really, that's fun. That's amazing. That's good. Um, uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> um, so there are parts. Of, I'm just gonna we're gonna breeze through this beginning because we talked a lot at the beginning. Age uh, Guardians for no reason. Well, we don't know yet. There are parts of this movie I really like, and there are parts of the movie that I really don't like. Macy, go. Uh, same. Sarah, what do you know about Age of Ultron? Uh, I know Scarlet Witch and yep. Quicksilver in it. Yeah, uh, names, those names are never said. Just get that out of your head. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, well, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen are in it. Uh, and I love Evan Peters as Quicksilver, and I, I love Evan Peters just in general, but Aaron Taylor Johnson is so hot, so I'm very excited to see him in a tight. You like the kick-ass man? Yes, I do, and uh, save my man, Aaron Taylor Johnson, save him. What happened to him? Uh, he... Uh, I'm genuinely curious, don't want to Well, he, okay, so he auditioned for a movie when he was 17, uh, and the director, who was a female and like 20 years his senior really liked him and now they're married <sighs> with a couple kids uh there's a great uh youtube video called grooming aaron taylor johnson what the fuck uh, i didn't I re- expect we would get here today i really i really i really <laughs> suggest people watch it okay but I, it's it's a that's... it's a thing it's like a thing all I, right i just it's interesting that you bring up grooming when we're watching a Josh Whedon vehicle. Well, he didn't groom anyone. He was he was just very abusive to his cast. That's true. That's true. I'm just talking about all the negativity surrounding Josh Whedon. We have like one little hey, we got we got Eric Taylor. Here's a sad story. For yeah, yeah. <laughs> I jo- mean, jo- Josh Whedon is a different kind of bad uh, outside of like his writing and directing. And yeah. The way he just just you can find anywhere Josh Whedon. He does he's not great towards women, and he pits his actors against each other when they're on set. According to some who sources, who was the person from Buffy who spoke uh, up? She was uh, Cordelia, the actor for Cordelia, and I think it was the actor for Wesley. I believe I could be wrong. 
Yeah, but um, those two spoke out. None of the quote-unquote important people said anything. Not of the big names. Because they probably weren't affected by no, it. No, yeah, so. yeah. They were or, probably treated as favorites. Or they probably do have a say and they did notice it, but they have careers to worry about. And it. they want to still work slash like Joss Whedon. Even though Joss Whedon's kind of been pushed out of the Hollywood world space because of this. You had a whole show on HBO Max that you said got canceled or no, you no, no. don't know? So what happened was they had the first half of the season, yeah. right? And uh, that was the only stuff produced under his watch. But then he left and no one knows where the story's kind of going. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they had a huge break. And I'm not even sure if they finished part the season or part two of that season. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be honest with you. I really dig the Nevers. So Is that what it's called? The Nevers, yeah. yeah. And it's it's interesting because it's another vehicle where he's trying to prop up women kind of being kind of a feminist thing. But, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's yep. the same Joss Whedon thing he does all the time. It's, Anyways. It's I, basically he, he, 18th century Buffy. He tries to act like like he tries to make a feminist vehicle but in the end he just ends up exploiting women so that's just how it is that brings me to my next point this movie has some moments like that that i i still can't believe was approved that we thought this was interesting character development and that's all i'll say because i remember seeing the movie when it came out and then i remember seeing it like a couple times afterwards i was like why are we why why is this a plot point <laughs> i there's a lot of reasons but i can't say anything right now on my thoughts because it'll get into spoiled territory yeah. and i, I want to see sarah's sweet little baby face when she gets to see like all the weird shit in real I, time i'm very i don't know if you could tell by this podcast i'm very vocal about injustices and how i, mean, I feel you have about blue things. hair so that makes i sense. do have blue hair so it makes sense i am that blue haired commie bitch or whatever commie bitch (laughs) that is 100% not what I would think in this moment but oh whatever well it's because anytime like people want to like insult liberals they go for like their hair color or something they're like oh of course you have blue hair it's like what does that have to do with fucking anything I think coloring your hair is mostly a sign of being having a bad time in your life and you want something different I oh think. yeah no that's true yeah, yeah. like uh, you, you, you wake up in the morning and you're like man i have depression i also want red hair so another thing i wanted to bring up this has nothing to do with well the one thing i wanted to bring up that's about age of ultron uh the voice of ultron i really like yes um i also if you've watched the office he is the lizard man <laughs> yeah he is wait who who so, is the voice of ultron uh what the his what the fuck's his name uh, Bill james Sp- no james spader james spader yeah. he was james on spader <laughs> that's yes. incredible he, i would never picture him as so the dude from the office yeah. the lizard man yes. he's in that tiktok audio i am the lizard man <laughs> do you know who you're like <laughs> yeah. that, that, that i audio? know i've seen him in other stuff yeah the only good line he probably has in the office because he's such a weird trans Positionary character. Um, yeah, it's during that one of those weird seasons. And yeah. there will be something I want to talk about Ultron after this that I want to say I'm sad about, but we'll get there. Yes. Is, is is, all... Can I ask you one question so I can figure filter it out for myself? Is it comic book related? Um, that bothers me less. Okay. Than what it, it all 
I'll explain it when we get there. when we get there. But it's just kind of like, um, uh, okay, a future thing that we didn't think about. That's all I'm saying. You know yeah. what I think would be fun? Because I did read. I read the like little description that was up there. If we read that and then have me guess the movie based on the description. But I have a question for you. Is the whole point of the podcast you going in blind? Yeah, I know. We don't want any expectations. So we don't want you to predict anything. All right. Okay. I just, when I read it, I was surprised just reading it. <laughs> because I have no, I have no already, idea. About if you're already movie. making plot points in your head. I'm not. Then, then that's fine. But we don't want any okay. predictions. We want blind. Okay. Blind reacts. You know when you reacts. go to Disneyland and you want to get a blind bag of one of your favorite products? And they have you, blind bags They there? do have blind uh, little toys you can get there. Oh, you mean like the the like blind bag toys like yes. in general, like Zoom oh, okay. Zoom, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you just you you think it's like you Jack Skeleton boy, and you really want it to be Jack Skeleton, but then you realize it's just Captain Hook, and you throw it in the goddamn trash. I would love a Captain Hook one. I'm sorry, I just don't want Cap- I want Jack Skeleton because I'm edgy and oh. I'm different. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna watch uh, Age of Ultron now. Let's get into this not the final movie of phase two funnily enough yeah it's weird let's go (laughs) well i will not be blackmailed by some ineffectual privileged effete soft penis debutante you want to start a street fight with me bring it on but you're going to be surprised by how ugly it gets you don't even know my real name i'm the lizard king whenever we shoot for an hour we go for two that's true macy welcome back we are in the shit now, ladies and gentlemen. We just finished Avengers Age of Ultron. I'm looking at this deleted screens page on fucking Disney Plus. Let me turn that off. Um, so we we oh my god. So we watched this movie. Uh, let's get your initial thoughts out of the way first, Sarah. Um, I said it during the movie. I'm gonna say it again right now. Um, how is this an Avengers movie? And the Avengers were the worst part of this movie. Except for Clint. Weirdly enough, I fucking love Hawkeye in this movie. What the fuck? Yep. Why do you think I kind of like him? This yeah. is like the inception point for, for me. Being, well, I've always liked Hawkeye, but this is me finally projecting and being like, yeah. I kind of like him. Yeah, I always Hawkeye. thought uh, uh, Jeremy Renner was kind of a see you next Tuesday. He just gives me that kind of vibe. But um, I'm very happy uh, with Clint in this movie. I think he got way more character than he did last movie i mean of course he was brainwashed through most of the movie guess what that's it that's it except for maybe the tv show Woo! anyways um so this whole movie starts out in a really cool avengers like sequence of uh, everything carrying on from all the movies that we've had in between here of all the Avengers together, and they're going after Baron Struck Baron von Strucker, Baron von Strucker, which is usually a high-ranking official in the comics for Hydra, and usually Nick Fury's arch antagonist, who we saw for a brief moment in the after-credit scene in Winter Soldier. That is correct, Sarah. You get a cookie. Yay! Not just any cookie, a Hulk cookie with a little bit of Black Widow sprinkles on top. Yay! Instead of like the Italian black and white cookies, it's a black and green cookie. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted one of those soft cookies from H E B. So, anyways, we, <laughs> we, 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 uh, we go to 
this action sequence that is pretty well done. We're meeting all the Avengers again, and they're bouncing off each other in dialogue. And right out of the gate, you can feel that Joss Whedon slime on the dialogue. Can't you, Macy? It is honestly a little bit worse. And like it's it's like a it feels like it's a hit or miss thing, and it misses way too much. Um, I like so many scenes with what Hawkeye says with Quicksilver. I like a lot of the scenes with the language meme that we all come to love at this point. But then there's just some scenes where you're just like, Tony, what are you, uh, what are you doing? Why are you saying things like that? Uh, a lot of this movie was torture. Yeah, it's a, uh, this movie is the most fun torture device because uh, the, the reason why it's torture is because you have to wait for all the good scenes to happen when you're rewatching it. Um, I can attest. Well, they, everybody else uh, can attest. I paused the movie several times because I had to process certain scenes, um, that were just so physically painful to me. Mm. So, um, she's never done that, by the way. No, I got cool. through all of Thor: Dark World. You, I got through all of Thor Dark World. Yeah, the only times we ever had to pause a movie was because Macy wanted us to pause it because she needed to use the restroom or Sarah needed to use the restroom or someone needed to do something. But this is the first time Sarah ever had to reach over, grab the controller, and pause it because she couldn't handle the scene because I, of how bad it was. I just fucking... It was so bad. You know what it feels like? the best description about when you're saying we have to wait for the good stuff it feels like you're walking down the street and, and, and like random people that you don't like start beating you up mm-hmm. and then <laughs> every 30 minutes they give you a kiss on the cheek and they continue to beat you up <laughs> so this movie's beginning is kind of sort of nothing really because it takes everything that it built up and throws it out the window right in like the first 15 minutes of the movie because, like I said, they're going after Baron Von Strucker. They're attacking the thing. We do get to introduced to Scarlet Witch, which was never named by that name in this movie. It's only Scarlet Wanda. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. So Wanda Maximoff and Pietro Maximoff. Uh, we get introduced to them. They kind of duke it out with the Avengers and then realize that they're not going to stand a chance against them. And um, the Baron Von Strucker gets captured, not before... Uh, Tony finds the staff and downloads all the information that they had there. And uh, Wanda fills his mind with all his fears and she sees the fears and she sees something and lets him take the staff because of it. Makes no sense, but we'll go. And uh, has one of the weirdest opening credit uh, art uh, t- uh, title, title card cards, drops because yeah. it does this weird John, Ru- John Woo-like camera angle. Where like it switches three times when he grabs the staff, and I don't like that. I don't know why it just irks me. And then it goes. And then Age it's of so sudden. It's, the, it's, the, the title card is so sudden. It's like he grabs the staff like this, da 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 da, and that's how quick it is. It's like the end of the movie almost, Macy. Um, I I want to also say about this movie that. A lot of things don't get explained. They just get said. And I have to be there like, what the fuck does that mean? Who is that? Okay. Why, why aren't they saying anything about it? Like, okay. So I'm, can I just, yeah, get, I'm going to speed run a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to explain what happened. So they go back. Well, right? I just wanted to mention the enhanced. Yeah. So they, they, part. 
because they say they're enhanced. Yeah, they, they say that say, they have because oh. they say can't say mutant. They can't say mutant. They can't say, legally. They can't. So they, out of nowhere, Cap is like enhanced. Enhanced, and I was like, I'm like. What? What the fuck is that? Why are they suddenly saying it okay. like everybody's okay with this? How do they know what that is? Yeah, and there's 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 different terms, but they're all kind of like 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 there's a different term for a lot of these individuals. They're called mutates. Yeah. But you can't do that because it's also like a form of mutant. Like Spider-Man is a mutate. Yeah. Mutates yeah. in the in the Marvel comics are beings who evolved due to science. And not naturally evolved, which is mutants. Marvel has done a thing ever with the MCU where they don't kind of categorize their abilities. Yeah, they've never. The, the closest you get to is Thor being a god. Yeah, and later on, uh, Doctor Strange being a sorcerer. That's the closest you get to categorization. Like there are super soldiers, but we don't like. They're just strong. They're never like, like they do say super soldier serum. They're all super soldiers and stuff like that. They also talk about like the, the only universe at this current moment that I think categorizes their heroes and what they are is fucking DC where they have metahumans yep. and they have magic users yep. and they have aliens. Yep. So it's like, that's what they are. These, the Marvel never like says, I think. Oh, there's one more. Celestial. That's the other one that they say. And then there's Batman. That's the human element. That's there's, the human yeah, element. That's yeah, the no, green arrows. That's the Mr. Terrifics. Um, I, I love how Mr. I just always go to Mr. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I always just... It's like Batman, Green Arrow, and Mr. Terrific. Terrific. I love Mr. <laughs> I love Mr. Terrific. So, um, um, but then we have the party. Uh, there's a good sequence where they try to lift Thor's hammer. But in that sequence, we introduce the main theme. Not the main theme. The main One of the big things that we have to talk about in this podcast is the relationship between Bruce Banner and Natasha Romanoff. Uh, now, fuck. Macy, in the comics, no, they do not get together. No. I do know Natasha has a relationship at one point with Clint at some point. Yeah, I always thought that they were supposed to be together uh, when I didn't watch these not movies. Not like a, like a no, no, continuous relationship. They have they started off as rivals. Yes. Because, uh, because <gasps> Did they go to rivals to lovers? Fuck me, dude. <laughs> from rivals to lovers? Not from I, rivals listen, to lovers, bro. Uh, Listen, listen, listen here, guys. Come on. Don't don't treat me no, like but, this. No, but even whenever I... So when I had no idea about any of the Avengers movies. Yeah. And, like, I thought... I was like, oh, the, they're supposed to be together. Anytime I saw anything with them. If I saw a trailer or if I saw, like, a GIF on Tumblr, I'm like, oh, fucking Black Widow and Hawkeye are together. That was always what I thought until I came into this, and I was like, no fucking what? Natasha and Clint in the MCU are good friends. Yes. They are the equivalent of basically, like, work buddies, but also hate each other outside of work. Like, I feel like out of all the Avengers, Natasha would go to Clint's birthday. Natasha comes over for one of Clint's uh, secret family's kids birthday yeah and yeah natasha is clearly a family friend and she doesn't cook she just buys things from like the nearest heb she the is the yeah. ch- she is the childless monster uh rich aunt that spoils the kids 
I, I just want to emphasize the childish monster TM trademark. A childless monster TM. It's owned by uh, Marvel. So, uh, yeah. Are you looking something up? I'm looking something up. Can you just go, can you okay. Um, um, so, during this sequence before the party, uh, they have the staff and Tony and Bruce figure out that there is AI that can be developed outside of whatever's inside the staff because it has its own intelligence. Mm-hmm. Because later we find out it's the Mind Stone and the Mind Stone is just a collection of uh, mind and intelligence and uh, possibility. And once again, they're just throwing out names like we're already supposed to know everything in this movie. Also, yeah, because they say the Iron Legion, which is a new thing for Tony Stark oh, earlier on, in the sorry. movie. Yeah, they said they say they're like Iron Legion. They're like this could be Ultron, that fucking Veronica. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Who are? What is happening? I I, I feel like uh, just going back because I just researched it a little bit. Yes, Black Widow and Hawkeye went from rivals to lovers. But I've always, in my mind, and this is just me as a street-level hero kind of worshiper, mm-hmm. I've always thought Natasha and Daredevil were, like, the ones. That seems like, good. Not not Daredevil and uh, Electra. Electra? No, they're meant to be doomed lovers. They're not supposed... Electra was supposed to die and never come back. They're supposed okay. to b- be tragic but lovers. But yeah. Electra was, like, so popular, they brought him back and... Okay. Yeah. Um. So, this is another thing, because we brought up Ultron, finally. Hey, Macy, I think it's time to talk about the elephant in the room. The Hank Pym in the room. So did you, yeah, did you know that in the comics... I'm going to say no right now. I don't, I didn't know. Hey. Ultron was created by Ant-Man, the first, the first Ant-Man? Yeah, the first Mm Ant-Man, Hank Pym. He created Ultron. And it's supposed to be... Ever since then, like this weird father son dynamic. So Ultron's not evil. Yes, he is. Oh, okay. he is evil. He they they got that right. Okay, Ant Man uh, is a guy who does not like being an Avenger. He doesn't want to fight. He he's like he's the guy who's like I'm a scientist first, hero second. And so, so instead of making Ant Man before this movie, yeah, they <laughs> were just like, well, we have to have some kind of villain in this movie. Well, the the thing about it is, let's just put the simplest terms. Joss Whedon was the reason why Ultron became the second villain because he loves Ultron. Uh huh. And so he wanted to make this Ultron kind of movie because it's one of his favorite classic Avengers uh, villains. But to me, it's just so weird because you could just totally just say, because Ant Man's coming right after this, right? Yes, Ant Man's last makes- movie. Of- Two. Oh, is that the next movie? Yep. Oh, okay. And so it makes no sense to me that they can do like, I found these schematics from, you know, uh, back in the archives that my Hank dad used to Pym. have with Hank Pym. Yeah, they, it c- the they ambition- could Yeah. They could have fucking switched the movies. Like, the the release. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> they could have did Ant-Man and the end credit scenes could have been Tony hanging out with Hank Pym and, or something like that. And uh, him getting the schematic. Like, I... I mean, okay, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it makes sense that Tony would have schematics for Hank Pym's stuff. Yes, it does. Okay, so I'm going to just leave it at that because I don't want to spoil anything for the next movie. But for me, it makes it, it's so easy just to just put Hank Pym into name this on it and, yeah. and just make it something to mention like him. It just it, it, to mention him at least, and it also just kind of makes more sense in the failures of Tony thinking he could do something in his arrogance, right? Yeah, the adaptation of Ultron being created because it, it, it Bruce had nothing to do with it either. Correct? Nope. Nope. This yeah. is this is all simplification because 
uh, Iron Man is hot right now. Everyone likes Tony. No one gives a fuck about Hank Pym. Nobody knows who the fuck Ant-Man is. Hank Pym is seen as an abuser still from one comic. Yeah, because of, is it uh, the new? Not new Avengers. No, it was from the 70s. He's Ultimate sp- Avengers. No, Ultimate, well, not Ultimate. No, Ultimate Avengers was kind of like a, a callback to the 70s where he slapped his wife. So yeah. you're saying Ant-Man and Tony Stark are the same person? Um, Both no, following no. in the footsteps of their fathers? No, no. because Hank Pym is old is, and he's the only ant-man until scott lang comes along oh okay i'm confused i thought i thought ant-man was also a father father son thing nope. no he is no I, he I, is if hank pym in this universe without any spoilers is if uh Tony Stark's parents were still alive. His his dad was still alive. Also, oh, okay. I, I was referring, because in the comics, just to kind of clarify, I'm talking about the comics, Hank, Hank Pym, where like, there is this weird family dynamic with him and his relationship with uh, Ultron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, for some reason, Ultron also has this weird Oedipus complex with the Wasp, which he views as his mother. So much so that he wanted to make a female copy of her in some way. And that's how we got Jocasta. So there's a lot of weird, like family dynamics with Ultron. That's kind of like this, uh, Greek mythology kind of vibe with Hank Pym. So, okay. Essentially the point of this is they keep throwing out names. Yeah. And just expecting people to go with it, hey, yes. which is okay fine. To happen Shut the, the fuck up. Okay, so <laughs> which is I, fine in the for like comic book lovers. Yes, yeah, so I can explain it. The, the basically based on what you said is it's they're throwing out words to make the comic book boys hard. Yes, but me as a person going into this with no previous knowledge except for the other movies. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about right now? Okay. It's, it's like fucking techno babble all over again. I'm going to say me. this right now to you. Even I was kind of just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't really, I don't think I remember if like I knew it was going to be a Tony who created this. I, I don't remember if I, because I, I was in the theater and be like, oh, what about the Ultron? And I was with you, Sarah, even as a person who knows about comics, I was like, why are you just where did where did Ultron come from, Tony? Where did Ultron come from for you? What are we talking about right now? It, it does just feel like in the scene, it's like, uh, yeah, you know, well, you know what we really need right now, Bruce Banner. What do we need, Tony, my boy? Ultron. What's nope? We're not Ultron. Yeah, I don't think we need that. Yeah, we need that. Move on. So this is just a jump in a little bit ahead and I'll go back real quick. Yeah. That TikTok audio works perfectly for you for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Movie. Because because what are we talking about what right now? What the fuck are we talking, talking about, about right now? And then when Ultron shows up all sexy. What are we the, talking about, about right, right now? now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, Macy. So, it's the young and TikTok. So then the, I'm 31. Then the, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> The Ultron AI fights Jarvis and quote unquote kills Jarvis, um, and then uh, he creates a body for himself. Also, I just want to talk about like yeah. how fascinating, like, cause, cause I I remember going back and watching like a, a Joss Whedon kind of like a theory on story and how he puts philosophy in this movie a lot. Whether it'd be kind of like how he makes the character dynamic dynamics and kind of create parallels between characters but the fact that like 
you could parallel Ultron's creation and lay the movie Vision's creation in this very first, like, what do beings that are created, what's their first, like, instinct? When we get later on in the movie, I have a, I have a lot to say because this movie plays so heavily with religion, specifically Christianity. Like, and as that is involved with my major, I have so much to say later on. I, so. I, I just like how Ultron's first instinct is to, like, just what am I, who am I? Well, let me look at the internet and then just where's sees. my body and listen everyone isn't it convenient that ultron just like turns evil dude like if you just woke up and you saw humanity's bullshit yeah i can understand it's a it's a not common but it is a ai trope i feel like with like skynet and mm-hmm, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff uh hal hal yeah hal like scene like just like ro- the ai robot Thing that man created sees the flaws in the human humanity's ways and tries to kill them somehow it's a common thing but if it's done right in an interesting way like it is in this kind of um ultron is the best part of this movie and i will say that now uh, yeah. uh james spader the lizard man himself uh does such a great performance even though it's just his voice maybe he did some mo i think he did some mocap for no, it he did a lot of mocap he did so yeah he did some mocap for it um amazing job and so i want to just say this because i want to say this now because i've been thinking about this since we started this movie ultron dies at the end of this movie and it's just a fucking waste it is it no it truly it is i think i i know this is weird but i think it would have been fun instead of giving tony a new ai if they could beat Ultron down into submission and make him. No. No. <laughs> I mean, it's a good idea. Like, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> like, even just seeing him escape in some way would be nice. Yeah, he, to see he, him get yeah. out. And that's the thing about Ultron in, in the comics is that, like, that's how we, like, you can't, that's the, that's the ultimate, like, threat of him is that you can't get rid of him like ben drowned um like if we saw what the? oh my god sarah <laughs> i watched a whole explanation video because it was like the 10 year anniversary of it uh i had to mention it okay anyways. um no, it, like, no like, if at the villain end team up ben drowned in ultron <laughs> like if at the end of the movie we see a like a phone fall out of like ultron's hand or something like he entered himself back onto the internet or something or, or just like he did a little bunker space with his brain in it. Or if there was a toaster like nearby. God damn and it, And then sir. they could also come up with the plot reason of why he doesn't want to come out. It's because he's afraid of vision. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that would have, for looking at Macy, seeing where the MCU is at now, we're like, oh, that could have set something up cool. But you know what, Macy? I get really pissed that when we're on Facebook Messenger and we're writing better fucking things than um, than Marvel or DC has ever done. And I just get pissed because I know they won't do it. Anyways, uh, they Ultron sends Iron Legion after him. Uh, they stop him. And then uh, one of them escapes with the scepter. And then they have a scene that has a better deleted scene where it shows the aftermath of that um, and them trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, There are a few things I want to say about the party before we move on. About the party? Yes. Um, First of all, 
I fucking cannot stand. I was I'm like I I'm fine with it as a concept with Natasha and Bruce being together. But their scene at the party is so cringy. It hurts me inside. Why would he fucking write that? It's That's also, fucking, like, that was atrocious. It's so jarring because you have a great Maria Hill conversation right before it. Yeah. And it just further establishes me and my love for just, she's gay and she has a wife. And you can't prove me wrong. I am so sorry. I agree. But she, also, she, she comes and's like, "Hey, where are the ladies at?" And I'm like, "Where are the ladies at?" Where the pussy? At? <laughs> where is that great and, homosexual pussy? And, and Tony and uh, the fucking Thor are like, "Oh, our ladies are on top secret missions because they're the smarts, the smart ones." Gwyneth Paltrow thought she was out forever, and uh, fucking what's her name? Um, Natalie Portman was out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was like. Listen, not only do you fuck my friend, you fucked me in this movie that I was in. So I'm out. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was this fucking horrendous. And also, Joss Whedon, you're not getting away with this. Fucking putting Maria Hill in all of these, like, I'm like, I if she wants to be feminine, that's fine. But it feels intentionally like an intentional decision made by Joss Whedon. Because look at what happened with the, uh, with the. Uh, God, what's her name? Tony Stark's girlfriend? Pepper. Pepper, yeah. Pepper My brain right now. Because Ultron fucked it. Anyway, like, Pepper Potts, look at what she dressed in Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and look what she dressed like in the Avengers 1. Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. where we had, like, a little... Yes, Daisy we did. Dukes. We had a... Yeah. We had a conversation. I th- so I feel like Joss Whedon intentionally put Maria Hill in these more, like, <laughs> sexual, sexy clothing. You cannot tell me. That if someone else wrote this movie, she would be in a pantsuit. No, she would be in pants if someone else wrote she this movie. She would be in a pantsuit. Like yeah. a bomb-ass girl boss pantsuit. Yeah. Um, fuck Tony Stark telling her what to wear. Yeah, For you, sure. You can also chop it up that she is trying to appeal to Tony Stark. But that's just my two cents. But, I also do not agree with it. Just to put that out there as mm-hmm. well. But I feel like it, it feels out of character. It for does, her. but it doesn't. Also, Tony Stark already knew what she was doing, so it just doesn't feel like why. Yeah, we- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then also the scene, the scene where they're fucking around with Thor's hammer. Um, and I got really excited Cap about that scene because of because I feel like it's the Chekhov's hammer to end all Chekhov's hammers. Um, well, there is I a Chekhov's gun in this with the hammer. There is later on. There is, uh, but also, like, I because I have seen that scene because it's been all over the because internet. it's been all over the internet. Uh, Fuck, man, that sucks. Yeah, I know. There's a lot. Okay, so basically, <laughs> there are some things where I feel like we're gonna not be able to stop and avoid Sarah from seeing. Yeah, just because the internet the way it is. God. So we have to savor the movies like Age I, of Ultron that don't have a lot of love for it, to like Endgame and Infinity War do, as well as the ga- the movies that are like Ant Man and the other movies. Yeah, everybody oh, freaked man. out about Infinity War, so I know what we're gonna have. A, you're not you know anything about Captain Marvel, then, right? Yeah. Oh shit! Fuck that movie. Um, <laughs> I think I watched a review for, it. <laughs> so I don't I don't remember a lot of it. I know Samuel L. Jackson's in it, and there's a cat. Um, um, but yeah, just but an FYI, th- we're recording this two a day before, not the day we're recording this, but one day before I go see the Eternals, the most 
confusing looking MCU movie. Holy shit. <laughs> like, I'm the one who's still braving the theaters at this time frame, so I'm still seeing the movies. So there's going to be a point we get in the ICU MCU podcast where Macy will be blind as well, and we'll get two blind reactions to movies. Woo! That's going to be interesting. <laughs> I know. Uh, you're gonna, going you're, to be You're, you're, you're going to be the one grinning on this couch and looking at me like, hey, I've been to tell you this this whole time. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be more interesting. Like, I think it's going to be fun whenever me and you are screaming at each other <laughs> during the movie over things. I, I, I'm going to be like that. Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he points when there is a comic book stuff. You're going to be like, Sarah, did you know? <laughs> hey, Sarah, did you know that, you know, Shang-Chi actually doesn't wear a vest? Does he? <laughs> no, no, he wears a, like, a Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee's, like, yellow jumpsuit. Yep. Um, well, so, no, I mean, uh, just, whatever, martial anyways. arts. Um, anyways, this so. This is going to be the first time we mentioned Bruce Lee during this podcast. I want you to know week, that. I think, I, didn't I kind of go off of costumes last week? No, uh, no, I didn't. Never no, mind. I'm just going to mention it again. I, that was a text time. conversation. Okay, so let's just... I feel like we need to rip a Band-Aid off. Let's just talk about the Bruce Banner stuff and well, the, more in depth. So, yeah, just give me one second and we'll get there. Okay. Um, because then we have... Because we can kind of chalk this up to... Because um, there's, there's like one couple other things we want to do before we get there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ultron recruits the uh, Maximoffs because they hate the world and they hate Tony Stark well, and they hate the Avengers. They, uh, they just hate the Avengers. They hate the Avengers. They th- they're they kind of like, uh, if in the deleted scenes, we see them like helping out their uh, country because it's like uh, really not great. Yeah, they're like, like in protests in Sokovia. Yeah. And so like, uh, it, it's, they're helping their, their, uh, their yeah, city. Yeah, I actually think in the deleted scenes, it kind of establishes them as folk heroes. Like they're, Basically. They, they're they're like, kind of like vigilante. Yes. Like. They, they join Baron Von Strucker not to side with him, but to basically like get the powers to help their people. Yes, because it's very clear, as they say in a scene, like uh, when they meet up with Ultron, they explain their backstory about... Um, how much they hate Stark uh, because as we knew in the first Iron Man movie, Stark Industries used to produce weapons of war and uh, they were an unfortunate casualty of said weapons of war and almost died because of it. Um, and so now they're like... Oh my like, god, I just realized something. What? What did you realize? They're freedom fighters. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you know, what also... Was it the Freedom Fighters? That they believed they were Freedom Fighters? What? Magneto and the Brotherhood of Mutants, where they originally came from. Oh my god! Good job, Macy. I did a thought. That was a good one. I, 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 I'm being <laughs> coy right now, but I didn't see that coming either. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, and, uh, and in this scene... Um, Ultron shows up in his body... Ultron shows up in his body and I, I just and you could see the moment I saw it in Sarah's eyes where he just sat up from his chair he and stood up he was wearing like this this piece of cloth as a veil and it slid down backwards into the chair over his body that, ro- that robot got cheeks that robot got cheeks though and I Do you think his dick is like a Nikon camera when it zooms in and zooms out I like to think it has a vibrating function <laughs> So um, he does like he does like 
he does like being biblical. He, <laughs> okay. Oh, that. Okay, that's another no, thing no, no, I want to talk let's, about. Vincent was trying to get I, somewhere. Well, we totally well, interrupted let me, him. Let me say this first. I, I knew um, it was going to happen anyways. I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I am a monster fucker. Robots technically count within that category just as inhuman sentient objects well yeah to fuck i listen i'm i'm a monster fucker on this couch high five that was my hands i can't reach her um so like i i agree with you i agree with you i just don't like i have this thing where like i like to fuck monsters that are originally created i just don't like fucking characters that are based off of things i oh okay i mean i understand that like, I, I would fuck generic vampire i wouldn't fuck dracula vampire i i i am non-discriminatory against the monsters i fuck uh or want to fuck i'm not saying i fucked ultron i'm just saying you uh are not seeing it in the papers right now um <laughs> i mean he does got a good ass he's got such a good ass and I, I, I don't know who designed him and said let's just make this motherfucker michelangelo is all hell like oh, sistine chapel so much biblical reference sistine chapel ultron all i gotta say is i feel like it's not just his design it's james spader's performance yeah, it's, as ultron it's also i i have a thing for um tall like intimidating um anti-hero not necessarily villain men with a bit of a temper uh so you like angry daddies yes i have a thing for men who will be mean to me and that's a terrible thing I, i think it depends on the right situation at the right time so they're introduced and they join together and then they find out what Ultron's been up to. And then we lead to that he's going somewhere to find Vibranium from Wakanda. Oh, yeah. They mentioned Wakanda for the first time. Josh Whedon invented Wakanda. We are not going to. S- no. <laughs> We're not spreading that rumor right now. <laughs> no. I Listen. No. We're not going to do a white savior. I <laughs> just <laughs> fucking Bruce Bander from Wacknada. It's that from Wacknada. That was, uh, as a well-read man and also a scientist who probably understands geography and knows that Wakanda exists. Yeah, I was like, I feel like he should know what the fuck There Wakanda are characters is. in this movie that are stupider than they should be. There was a whole scene with Captain America. Yeah! Where uh, Maria Hill's explaining the powers of Wanda and Pietro. Oh my and god, yeah. Captain is a very well-read man, understands things, and has existed in this world. And she's explaining the science, science-y way of how their powers work. And uh, It's very reasonably understandable. He run fast and she's weird. And that's what fucking Maria says to him, like fucking like Captain he's America's... Like he's five. Yeah, stupid. And I don't know. Anyways, there so. was okay. There, <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. I just have so many feelings about this movie. Um, there was a beginning scene. They fucking like nerfed Captain America in this movie. He was terrible in this movie. They also dyed his hair a darker color, and it didn't look good because it reminded me of Not Another Teen Movie. And I don't want to think about Chris Evans and Not Another Teen Movie. It was bad. Um, I just that's all I want to say about that. Uh. There was another scene at the beginning where he's talking to Baron Strucker 
And Wanda is behind him. And Baron Strucker clearly looks over, notices Wanda, has a facial reaction to her, and then looks back at Captain America. And in other Captain America movies, he would have noticed that. I think he did notice it. because he, he didn't. Cause didn't he like, oh, because he got pushed down the stairs. Yes. He's like, he did not notice that. And so he, they got the element of surprise on them and Wanda was able to get away. I, uh, I will, I will give him not understanding science. Cause we had that Avengers scene where like yeah. you have Bruce. But and that was Banner. also written by Joss Whedon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, Joss Whedon just makes all the Avengers stupid for I plot don't, reasons. I, for funny. For I, mean, I mean, that's just the, the unfortunate side effect of taking heroes and putting them on a team. We got to fill out roles. We got to make them adjust to the plot. Yeah, it's like moments in Justice League where Superman needs to wear a space suit. <laughs> in the Justice God, League cartoon. I love it, though. I love his little space suit. Like, okay, so this is just an ongoing problem in the Marvel, the cinematic universe, is power levels are never firmly established. I had this whole thing where it's like, well, how much damage can a repulsor blast do? Because sometimes it hits people and it just knocks them away. Is that because we want to make this movie PG-13 or is that because we want to do this? And then there's parts in later movies where like people are shooting energy blasts out and it's just knocking people up against the walls. Like, shouldn't that vaporize them and murder them? It's kind of like the scene later in the movie where the, uh, uh, Captain America is fighting Ultron and Ultron shoots him with a laser point blank in the chest. And you would think that anyone who gets shot with an, a villain laser who is shooting to kill... Captain America should be dead, but no, he gets thrown into a car. Yeah, it's just a lot of... uh, And even with Wanda's powers, they fluctuate. And I think with the current state of like everything that's come out, they've kind of established how powerful she is. Um, Same thing with Doctor Strange later on, but that's a whole different thing. um, Because there's like some uh, off-screen... What the fuck's the name of the room? Uh, uh, Hyperbolic time chamber shit that happens in between movies. Um... And then, like, do we see it? No, but no. We tell you about it. But you see the the effects of it is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Then there is like stuff in this movie where it's like Thor is sometimes super strong, sometimes he's getting thrown around. Uh, and Thor ooh, is supposed to be like a god, and also, if you go by the comic book metric, he is always holding back like a Superman analog sort of thing. Yeah. Um, where he could like level a city if he like wanted to. I think the issue with a lot of these team movies is that you have to focus on so many different powers and abilities that you have to kind of figure out and be really uh, thoughtful with how you handle them. It's kind of like in Justice League, which is a good example. For two seasons, they didn't know how to handle Superman. Because right? he's so strong. Because they didn't know how to fit him into a team to balance him out. And then eventually they figured it out how to make it work. Uh, but that's the thing about kind of this. When you have a movie you have to make in like two to three years, I feel like there's a process of writing. There's a process of like implementing. There's a process of how much stunts and CGI you want to do. And sometimes things get lost. So I, I will say that there's a lot of inconsistencies, but I would just say that's the nature of the beast. But mm-hmm. I feel like the climax of the movie makes it work because it's like, well, they have to be spread out yeah, and they have to prioritize getting people off the, the uh, rock. They have to prioritize stopping uh, Ultron from uh, hitting his trigger early. Um, but so 
just getting a little bit more ahead. Um, Ultron, they have the the fight in the somewhere in Africa, off the coast of Africa. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just talk real quick about. We need to talk about Claw. Yeah. Oh, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Claw shows up. Who is supposed to? He. So j- this isn't a spoiler, sir. This is something I look forward to. Claw is an ongoing villain uh, for a little bit in the Marvel universe, so we do get to see Claw again. Oh, that's pretty dope. He's probably one of my favorite villains in the MCU. Yes, and because he's just—he's one of those like villains I like that's really refreshing. Where he's a bad guy, but he's also kind of like a working class villain, which mm-hmm. I really like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I liked him. Like Andy Serkis did a good job playing him. I was surprised because all I could think about is Gollum. By working class, I mean terrorist. Yeah, and mm-hmm. also Andy Serkis throws himself into every role no matter what just because he likes to act. He's a villain you want to see more of because Andy Serkis nails the performance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Ultron goes there to get vibranium because they figure out that Claw has stolen more vibranium from Wakanda. And at first I was confused because I was like, didn't Howard Stark say that he got vibranium from a meteor that crashed? And there's the mystery to all of this. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, (laughs) there's a big fight. Uh, We get to see some uh, Quicksilver stuff that later pisses me off because he dies. Yeah, it's um, real stupid. Spoilers. Spoilers. Shut the fuck up. There's already been I already, I know, I just well, I already knew that Quicksilver died, which is why I didn't have a big emotional reaction to it. Like, I, when I, it happened. So, if you know, I think this this is a little bit of a meta vibe mm-hmm. with this whole death situation. Because if you know Joss Whedon's work yeah. and how he does characters and how he does deaths... He has to have one people die. Yes. He has to have one has people. He has to sacrifice. Yeah. And so like. <laughs> we can't talk right now. We're doing our best. Yep. Fucking I, Porky Pig over here. <laughs> <the fuck>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just trying. I, I, I just feel like uh, as it, when I watched this movie, I was like, okay, they're building up Clint pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And anytime they try to develop characters in Buffy or Angel and they try to give them like a good little moment, they die at the end of the episode or they're like the person who dies, right? Oh, yeah. Whenever there's like a big redemption. Yeah. They and, die. And so like for me, it's like knowing Josh Whedon's whole cycle of like storytelling, which is probably also not as great in the modern era. I, he was going to kill Hawkeye. It looks like he was going to kill Hawkeye. But Josh Whedon pulled a little, pulled a little, pulled a little sticky wiki wiki on us and decided to kill so Quicksilver. It's which... probably also because Marvel couldn't yeah. get the rights to Quicksilver, and they also wanted to keep Hawkeye on board. But um, they have this the they have this battle in Africa. Hulk goes crazy because of Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. and everyone else kind of has hallucinations about stuff uh, uh, because of Scarlet see, Witch. We see the Black Widow's time in the movie Suspiria. We <laughs> see um, Hulk, not Hulk. We see Thor. In fucking Caligula, he's he's there's in, in the Marvel universe. There's a a version of Hell, which is Hell with one L. Oh, that's for, I mean that's just Norse mythology. Yeah, and so like for me is there's something I was uh, fuck dude. We really can't talk tonight. Holy shit! No, <laughs> uh, there is a uh, whole thing in the comics about Hell that mm-hmm. we thought was like alluding to something better, but it's not. And also, it doesn't really make sense with Thor. For no. the rest of this thing, like this vision is fabricated, yet we treat this vision as if as, it's like 
a word of like the universe talking to Thor. Yeah, he was like, I, I, yeah, now that you say that, I'm like, this really had nothing to fucking do with anything with the Infinity Stones. Why the fuck was he like, I have to figure out what that vision meant? Cause I, I think maybe um, because Heimdall has the white eyes in it, it made him think of the Norn. So that's probably where it leads to, where like he can see everything. Yeah, but that was in a deleted scene, and now yes, I know uh, it doesn't make fucking sense without the deleted oh, scene. Oh, no, no, but I with the deleted scene, it means mm. a little bit more because Heimdall says, "I can see everything." Blah blah blah. I don't think and it plays so, well, even because it just because it's it's you know how like when you're a director, you have to convey things not in a dumb way, like "Hey, that's a guy who flies," you know. Yeah, but if you remember Joss Whedon. Uh, just fucking name dropped Ultron earlier and said nothing. I think, and I said this before we watched Age of Ultron. I feel like this movie has like some major meddling, and I think that's why Joss Whedon left. Yeah, is because this movie screams of, "Hey, can you put Thanos in? Hey, can you explain what the Infinity Stones are?" And like throughout this movie, because there's so many parts where we just stop and do nothing. Yeah, like. I am. Can I? I want to be this. I'm 100 percent sure the Hulk versus Iron Man fight that follows after he gets brainwashed was just, was executive. I do not think it was Joss Whedon. They wanted to sell that toy, man. They really wanted to sell that toy. Yeah, because the Hulkbuster suit really came out of nowhere, and it's then iconic. nothing happened That's with why. it again. Right? Yeah. It's iconic, and it shows up in another movie, but it's not really important. Yeah, they mention Veronica, and then they don't say anything about it until like it, it's implemented in. Uh, fucking uh, capturing Hulk. And so, again, I just... There's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of this movie that we're going to make ourselves crazy trying to explain. Um, um, but after this sequence, they fly back with the tails between their legs. Clint's flying them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out it's Clint's secret family that no one knew about except for Natasha. Yes. Um, so... There is a subset of the internet that does not, that really, really dislikes what the MCU did for Hawkeye. Yeah. If uh, Moose on fucking TikTok, there's a couple other people. Um, I agree only in, only because I know what Hawkeye is in the comics based off of what they've told me. That's what I'll say. What I've looked up, what I've read passively what i found hawkeye is a better character in the comics 100 percent. um and a lot of people don't like that they tried to give him character by giving him a family like that like they talk about it like hawkeye secret family is like the worst thing to happen (coughs) because of sorry oh uh, just that is a reaction to it's the worst thing to happen it to Hawkeye's character. Oh, okay. I thought you meant it's like cause in it's general. supposed to like just give Hawkeye character that he has a family. Okay. Yeah. Um, but after rewatching it and kind of being in the room talking to them while we're watching the movie, I'm like, yeah, okay. I understand why the Hawkeye family thing makes sense. It's just very sad that we don't go anywhere with it yeah, later think, on. And I yeah. think that's kind of why it feels hollow because we don't do anything with it. Like, if it, because like I feel like the home, the hearth, is supposed to kind of lead Hawkeye to be the one who grounds the team, yeah, and be kind of like the person. Because every single one of these people in the Avengers are flawed, emotionally damaged individuals with baggage on their band, and Hawkeye is the only guy who's like, yeah, I'm a working class guy who. 
fights bad guys. He's like, I, no, this is literally my job. I don't think you guys understand. Like, he's the only one who has no trauma, no baggage. The only thing he's upset about, he's got brainwashed once, but he rolled it off as another like bad day on the job. No, you know? yeah, I think it's also that he is just a person. He's not captain america whose whole identity is tied to his name Amen. he's yeah. he's not like black widow who was created to be assassin and has no concept of identity herself outside of her job like they can't leave their roles yeah but clint is like hawkeye when i'm hawkeye that's my job you're just my co-workers except for natasha clearly who is more than just a co-worker. That's a best it's friend. A fam- it's a family friend. Which is probably why he takes her out to see her family because she can have some human connection and not feel dissociated by just working all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to say, because um, you're talking about Hawkeye being a normal guy, isn't there like some comic where Hawkeye is said to have like low-level mutant abilities? That is 100% just bullshit that was someone added and we never talked about it again it's like retconned it's it's just you know those things that happen every now and then every couple decades where someone has an idea and they think i'm so smart you guys and then everyone else in the writing community who wrote the characters like fuck this okay so it's just a thing they brought up and was never addressed again so no he's he's just a guy with good shooty powers he's like taskmaster basically uh, uh, for those of you who don't know Taskmaster, Taskmaster is a person, he has an eidetic memory, doesn't he? Yeah, it's yeah. Like a high, it's better than an eidetic memory because he can memorize anyone's movements uh, <clears throat> and fighting style just by watching them. But it's also a curse because he loses memory. Like he, yeah. By the time he gets to like 70, he won't even remember early parts of his life. So because he has, the, he has to remember so many things. Yeah. 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 But he can fight like Captain America, Black Widow, shoot a bow like Hawkeye and swing from a rope like Spider-Man. If I remember he's, correctly. He's, yeah. And he's also just also kind of like a really good blue collar villain because he's like, yeah, I run like a, a, a school for assassins. You know, people pay me to train them and then I do jobs. But, you know, sometimes I fight the Avengers. Sometimes I don't. I have a skeleton for a fucking face. <laughs> it's, it's fucking dope. Um, um I uh, so I because clearly, you know, we were talking about it when we were watching it. I like Hawkeye with a family, but that's because I come from like a third party. Like I'm going in and I'm watching yeah. this as like a normal person with no other like knowledge of anything else. And so I'm like Oh, fucking, he's a person. Like, in the last movie, I was like, oh, he's just there. Yeah. I, I feel like, like we talked about the last podcast. So, like, I, you and me, you have the problem with knowing about the future. Yes, I was going to say that. And I, see, I'm reading your mind, baby. I was going to say, like, anytime I, so, this, I, if you haven't got this now by listening to this podcast so far, any negative feeling I have about a movie or something in a movie is because there was no payoff for it later that that upsets me. Where I'm like, oh, Hawkeye's family was cool at the time. Where I was like, where, where are we going to develop this? Oh, he's not in the lineup at the end of the movie with the other Avengers? He's just fucking gone? Whatever. And I'm over here like, man, I really like the scenes with him in, in Age of Ultron. Man, this is like his family's really cool in this movie. Period. Yeah. 
Um, and then later on, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, oh, all right. <laughs> but this hey, is... don't worry. We'll get two scenes of them. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the middle of the movie where all of the Avengers have to be at each other's throats and then come together later when they realize the world is in danger. It always happens. I, I, I feel like this is like the, the downer part. It's like it would happen with the last movie where they just where got... Coulson dies. Where Hulk just fucked everybody in shit and... You know, we got the whole plan reveal and they're all kind of moping around. Yeah. But I want to ask you a question. Do you think this works in terms of like, do you think like with everything they've seen, do you still think it works that Ultron is trying to separate and divide them? Or do you think it's very superficial? It feels very superficial. That's what I think too. Because I feel like these are problems that the old Avengers should have had. Mm -hmm. The Avengers that weren't officially the Avengers yet. Like by this point... They should be they should be able to see what the fuck he's doing and get over it. Especially without Captain America acts at the end where he's like, Yeah, that's the old me. Especially the, after that thing he says. Yeah. Yeah. The only okay, the only reason I can say that there is some sort of disagreement here still is because between the movies in between here, they've all been separated. Yes. No, that's uh, that's fair. Um and Tony it's 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 cap is the only person who between the movies has more or less developed you know yes what I'm saying? no okay so um just let me get this out Sarah. okay i'm sorry um even though iron man 3 happens and he destroys all his suits this movie starts out with him having a new obsession yeah it's he just replaced his old obsession yeah. with this obsession and that's kind of why pepper is not there mm-hmm. more or less is what is being implied um but Cap is the only one who's like, I bruised out the evil and shield. We're going to do this thing as the Avengers. And through the course of the movie, he's like, well, this isn't working because Tony is still trying to fixate on how he can solve the problem. Like, why is the Avengers a problem is what uh, Cap is thinking. He's like, uh, even though Tony's like, well, we shouldn't need the Avengers. We should have something that should deal with that. But at the same time, it kind of starts this line in disagreement for, like, Civil War later on. But uh, it's kind of just beating at that thing. If you really think about it, the two main forces, when they get to the farm that are against each other, are Tony and uh, Steve. Steve. Yeah. Because Thor takes off to go do stuff with the Norns, which we lost the deleted scene on that. That deleted scene should not have been fucking cut out. It is so much cooler other than it that CG It makes so scene. much more sense. It also just adds more of that cool magic mythology we want out of the Thor movies. And Thor was wet and shirtless. Also, for the moms. Yeah. For the moms. And the only other like downer part of that scene is the the scene that we're probably going to talk about for like 15 minutes ah! um is the stuff between Bruce having to deal with what he saw from Wanda and like him his whole shit with the Hulk and his relationship with the Hulk and then the forced relationship between uh Natasha and Bruce. I want to say something first okay. about okay. this. Okay. So like I said earlier I watched this whole philosophy, right? about what he was trying to do with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think an element of it works, but not how it was presented because there was the problem with this movie is that there's too much and we have to fast forward through so many different things and so many different storylines that a lot of things come off as forced, especially if we don't have any setup for it, right? 
Ultron, that's an example. Mm-hmm. And this, which is an example. Um, so from what I remember, are you okay? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, okay. sorry. I did think about it. Anyways, okay. um, Ultron so, being introduced. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, what I'm trying to get at is the, f- the, f- the philosophy behind it is uh, what a lot of ensemble casts do is you take characters you parallel, like you say with Captain America and uh, Tony. Yeah. For this, it kind of makes sense. You have a monster on someone on the inside who refuses to use that monster because he's worried about hurting people. And you have someone who believes they're a terrible person because of all the murder and innocent people she has taken away. Now, if you think about tying from what's happening in Winter Soldier to this movie, she has no concept of identity. She's always been this person and she thought she was doing good. So what does someone do when they don't understand how to be human? They throw themselves into a relationship to figure out and use someone to develop them since the self. I'll be honest. I really don't think he thought that far ahead uh he talks about it and i think oh does he talk about it yeah oh okay i thought i thought it was somebody like talking about no no no. it was it was at it was at a a convention of writers and he was trying to (laughs) and it was like really shitty and i watched it because at the time sounds awful (laughs) yeah and so the, the the idea was that uh it was trying to parallel those two things the problem is they should have paralleled it as a platonic work buddy relationship and not like one person trying to comfort the other as a friendship rather than developing a relationship. I, like I said earlier, I would have been fine with it if the writing for the relationship was not so atrocious. And, and that kind of follows through with like the idea of like, you would think at the scene, they kind of come to some sort of agreement and understanding about this is not going to work. But then at the very end, and I'm sorry, you skip ahead, Vincent. When mm. she pushes, yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. When she pushes, basically, like that, to use him to get the Hulk, it shows her superficial relationship that it's supposed to be. This whole thing was supposed to be superficial. The problem is, it's cringe. It's so and cringe. so we can't it's see past so the bad. philosophy behind. And that's just me and my interpretation. What he's trying to say. Yeah. But you're right. The problem is, is that it comes out of nowhere. It's not selling me the idea. It's we can't see what he's trying to do because all we see is a shoehorned, ham-fisted relationship that is cringe and sexist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that whole I, conversation happens where uh, Bruce says that he can't have children because probably because of the gamma radiation stuff like that. No, or he can't. Or he like, can't fuck actually because fuck, of the, yeah. because of the fear of the Hulk. God, just think about him trying to like do a giant horse semen thing for the Hulk just to get some sort of semen out there to help a baby. Uh, but Jesus ah, Christ, Macy. Don't talk about milking the Hulk, please. Um, I'm 100% talking about milking the Hulk. And then Natasha refers to herself as a monster because she can't have children. And I don't know if it was intended to be like... Okay, so, so I, I think the intention might have been... The internet agrees with you with whatever you have to say because everyone hates this fucking scene so much, Okay, Sarah. yeah. Okay, but it was just... You have the full backing of almost every woman <laughs> who I, likes the MC. I, I don't yeah. think the attention... Uh, being being a person with a uterus... Um, Must be nice. Oh I'm God. sorry. <laughs> I wish I could clone mine and give it to you i don't don't i'm just trying to be okay i'm trying to make a dumb trans joke i'm so sorry um uh 
I... I... <laughs> this scene... Okay, so the way that this scene is written, by the way, feels like they wrote down a bunch of lines in no particular order mm-hmm. and then just put them together. Because sometimes the lines, I'm like, this feels like a different scene. What is what is happening here? Especially in the deleted scene. Uh, which which was went a, on which was forever. Too long. It's too long. Um, Actually, not even too long. We should just cut it. <laughs> yeah, you should just cut the whole fucking thing. Or just like stop. Like, don't even make her say she's a monster. No, okay. So what the way that it's written, it feels like what Joss Whedon was meaning was that she is an assassin she was born and bred to be an assassin or whatever and so she is a monster because she's an assassin but the way it's written <laughs> it fixes the way it's written because she says she's sterile and then immediately goes into saying i'm a monster <laughs> yeah yeah it, it focuses on that clint has a family and that they can't have bruce a family. is like bruce is like i can't i can't have this you know that and she's like Neither can I. Can I just say... I guess we're both monsters. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I I just solved this problem in like two seconds because me being a trans woman and my future plans... Yeah. Adopt. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck do you mean you can't have this? Yeah, adopt. There's like an overpopulation. I'm sorry. No, that's that's too much. That's real. We're going back to fake. Mm-hmm. We're going mm-hmm. back to fake. Um, I'm just saying. Like, adopt I agree. a Sokovian child. Adopt, adopt a, a Sokovian, Sokovian child today. Be careful. There'd be mutants out there. If boobs hadn't lived at the end, you could have had hers. <sighs> um. Yeah. There's this chick at the end <laughs> of of Age of Ultron. She, I think she like might have been cast to be this way, or some reason, or she won a contest. But she, anytime, and it's like when Ultron is like attacking the city, and and the city's flying up, and anytime she's running around, her titties are like just flopping around, and she's running around with her kid, and she's like, it's supposed to be like she's in like a uh, like a, a nightgown of some yeah, kind. Yeah, I think it's a nightgown or something. But she does have a jacket with a zipper but on it's, it. It's almost weird because it's like night and day simultaneously in those scenes so it makes no sense it is so out of place yeah with like and i'm like well i understand like to be realistic some people are not going to be like wearing a bra running around out there but it was just they focused on her there's so much it's 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 kind of like he was trying to do the uh the waitress again. Yeah, the wa- it was like she was supposed <laughs> to be the waitress again. But this time, her did, boobs were out. Did you know that woman was supposed to get with Steve Rogers? <laughs> did you know that we said that when we recorded Avengers? Anyways, so uh, before we get to the uh, titty wait. woman, what? We already talked. We didn't talk about the scene. The awkward anime scene where Bruce Banner falls on Black Widow's boobs. and the- Oh, and the <laughs> turn. Yeah, this this movie's oddly horny, and this we movie's so horny. We and also the fact that like, okay, Black Widow, honey, pull your zipper up, baby. You're gonna get shrapnel in your tits. You're gonna catch a cold. <laughs> oh my god, the fucking party scene. Bruce falls over. It's the fight with Ultron it's a fight with Ultron time. for the first time. Bruce falls over the bar onto Natasha's titties like into her his face and her titties and he pulls up and she's like don't go green because I she assumes he's gonna get a boner 
I'm assuming. Or because he's dressed. But. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's just, it's, it's like the thing you said earlier. There's some things that could be taken out of context. And also with the context, there's, yeah. you could just take things. Um, so we come to the point where they find out about the stuff going on in Korea. Uh, not before Nick Fury is introduced. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about Helen Cho. <laughs> she has a thing called the cradle and it's used to recreate you can re- human. Re- recreate and human there's tissue. a checkoff gun moment where it recreates uh, Clint's skin. Che- and Chekhov's begin- cradle. Chekhov's cradle. And then we find out that she's going to do it for Ultron with vibranium. Mm-hmm. But she's mind controlled because the Mind Stone. Yeah, because he has the Mind Stone, which I found out that it's the Mind Stone in this movie. Yes. Uh, Because Thor has a uh, lucid dream where he sees Heimdall. Not Heimdall. He sees all the stuff and he sees the vision. Yeah, he's like And he sees all the stones that we've seen so far. So we come to that moment and um, yeah. And then they go, let's go to Korea so we can save, Do- what's her name? Dr. Dr. Cho. Dr. Cho. Um, and they go and steal the cradle that has the Infinity Stone inside yeah, of it. Yeah, because Ultron is like, well, I'm made of metal. I need a better body. We're going to put this vibranium in the cradle. We're going to create a new form for myself. I'm going to upload my consciousness to the cradle, blah, blah, blah. And okay. part of his consciousness is uploaded into it and... Wanda can read the mind now of it and goes, oh, fuck, you're actually eviler than us because we're not actually evil. We're just freedom fighters for me. I mean, Sokovia. Sokovia kind. Yeah. Genosha. Genosha. Magneto's my dad. Uh, Krakoa. Krakatoa. No, Krakoa, Sarah. Charles and Magneto and Apocalypse working together on an island? Fucking Xavier with a giant helmet on his head with an X? Yeah, Foreshadowing? I'll be honest, for a brief moment when they were flying to Clint's family home, I was like, are they going to fucking pull up on the mutants right now? What's happening? I fucking wish. (laughs) I wish they would have said that, too. different, better movie. (laughs) That's, That's a movie where he goes... Back to like his Velma wife, who's oh yeah, Linda Cardinelli, and and she's like, hey, I'm a wife, but also I shoot lasers out of my eyes. That would have been great. Anyway, she was actually a fucking mutant. So we go to Korea. Korea. They get the thing. Um, Doctor Joe doesn't die. Um, no, she I, lives. I, I forgot. Like every time I watch this movie. You like, think she dies? I, I think she died. She, I think she dies. I don't know, understand why I do that, but it's so. I think it's just because like it's the scene where she lives is so forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, and uh, Black Widow's kidnapped. Black Widow get kidnapped, but not before we have an Wanda awesome and Pietro turning over to the good side. Um. They fight off Ultron once again, and then we go to the epic climax of the movie. Not before. We see that Tony Stark's up to his old bag of tricks with Bruce Banner. Oh, oh trick oh, or treat! He's yeah. gonna make a sentient life form. I was gonna, I was gonna say earlier when we were talking about the family farm, I was gonna agree with you. Tony is a huge part about what I dislike about this movie. Yeah, him and Steve, because I, you know, I started to like Tony Stark yes. after we Iron were Man watching Green. Iron Man. Why do you um, think I, I, I kind of said, like, when we recorded that, that I, I like to think of this movie as the final Iron Man yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, 
the character arc he goes on after this is unfortunately self-destructive. Yes, like it feels like we took two steps forward in the last movie, and then we took like fucking five steps he back. He stumbled in this down movie. the stairs. He stumbled back down the stairs. And, and I, I will say, like as much as I would like to have a stable Tony. Even in the comics, he's not. He flip flops back and forth all the time. He makes a bunch of mistakes. But they can't make him an alcoholic in the MCU, so they make him fucking crazy. Oops, all mistakes. Why do you have to anger me almost every podcast? <laughs> um, so uh, we find out earlier that uh, uh, Nick Fury is saying that Ultron has been trying to get nuclear. Oh, clothes, Nick Fury's he here. Yeah, I already said that. Okay. Um, and hey, Nick uh, Fury's here. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nick Fury is saying that someone's trying to decrypt nuclear codes and someone keeps decrypting them at like every 15 minutes. And so uh, Tony's been looking and then we find out that it's been Jarvis this whole time because he didn't actually die. He scattered his protocols across the internet and Tony Stark being the super scientist that he is, is able to re-put him back together. And he's like, he's like, hey, Bruce, what if we put Jarvis inside this fucking robot and we make an actual Ultron that isn't, smart enough and bruce and bruce is like i'm living in a time loop why won't you give this up (laughs) and so uh so well because rot steve and uh the twins are like hey where the fuck's tony and wanda's like he's doing the bad shit my name's one that makes him up (laughs) i I go to america film american movies elizabeth olsen Olsen. (laughs) she came in just to say that line for us everyone (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, here's your five million dollars. Yeah, I see budget is clean now. <laughs> uh, sorry, um, we're ending it now. <laughs> um, so uh, we, f- they all meet up inside the Avengers Tower. We don't know how they get all. I don't know how all of them get from Korea to the Avengers Tower so fucking fast. Yeah, they also go there all separately. Hey, all separately. Hey, convenience are okay. They- Shut the <laughs> fuck up. This is the like almost climax of the movie. So fucking. I think so that this is like the same issue of like the Dark Knight Rises where Bruce just serves up. Like teleports from like somewhere in Europe or like Spain or wherever yeah. to fucking Gotham. Yeah, fuck that. Oh, I forgot <laughs> that there is also another Bruce in DC. I forgot. I was like, fucking the Hulk is in Justice League? What are you talking Only about? Only once. Uh, that was in the crossover from the 90s. Yeah, I can imagine that. Anyways. Um, so in a, what is, feels like it's from Civil War. Every they all start fighting. Everybody shows up and starts fighting with one another until Thor comes in, lifts his hammer, and gives life to the monster within the machine. Chekhov's hammer. Chekhov's hammer. Chekhov's cradle. Um. So. What else do we have to uh, check off? Who we don't know is the vision flies out. Uh, he tries fighting them for like a brief moment, then sees his reflection, and then the people. Which is another philosophy thing that Joss Whedon added. And it's like all that kind of idea is like, what is the first thing people do when they wake? Is like they fight. And then he, um, and it's kind of like a parallel where uh, Ultron sees all the horrible things and then uh, Vision sees She's all the, the beautiful things. And the potential. And they, oh. keep, potential. they keep foreshadowing it with Thor being like, I have a vision. I had a vision. Also, he they have the vision. His, uh, vision changes his outfit real quick and then sees Thor's cape and adds a cape. I like that touch so much. Yeah, that Me was too. fun. Um, uh, the whole time, also, they would give bits of, of like flashes of vision 
like in the cradle or something or like when the mind stone came out and so i was slowly putting the pieces together and like Vinny was like watching me and was like Shh. <laughs> just let it happen sarah <laughs> um so um the vision picks up thor's hammer everyone goes <gasps> and then um do you like the fact that they actually make this sound like so faint that he picks it up did you hear that yeah i did notice that uh, i just like the idea that like he just well it's because it comes out of nowhere and he hands it to thor like it's off screen and then he just yeah which just just shows that like he's a pure little baby and his actions in the next movie doesn't make any sense if you say if you think about it he is a baby he is a baby number one number two jarvis is it was a very powerful ai that tony stark built and i was thinking about this when we were watching the movie in tandem with the Mind Stone, Jarvis just becomes a self-developing person after that. Yeah. Because the Mind Stone just expands the possibility of what Jarvis can be in, like, a positive light. And it makes sense to me now <laughs> yeah. that... Th- it makes sense to me now that they were both voiced by the same person. I was like, why does Paul Bettany show up? <laughs> why is this in the MCU? <laughs> Do you know that, like, he he didn't know that the, like... Uh, that he was going, his career was going to fuck up, and he was going to die, and then this movie saved his career. Like all of this, like saved his career. Yeah, really? Saved Paul, Paul Bettany's career. Oh, that's nice. And I cannot see it any other way because Paul Bettany does probably a really good performance of what I think the Vision should be. Um, I also think, uh, Vision being able to handle. Thor's hammer is a biblical allegory, but I'm going to get into that later. Especially when at the very end of Ultron, he has his hands like he was Jesus. Literally. So it's it's like Man of Steel. Like where every time you see Superman on screen, it's an allegory of Jesus. Do you think like you like James Spader's kind of like jokiness to his Ultron? Because um, I'm like of two minds about it. While I like Ultron's and a lot of his dialogue... I prefer the more scary, emotionalist I agree. robot. I agree. There are, there are moments where I'm like, oh, that was funny, but I don't think it was meant to be like comedic from him. And then there are some times when he makes jokes that I'm like, it's too much. Yeah. And I, I just don't want that from yeah. him. Because like uh, in Earth's Mightiest, I'm going to bring up Earth's Mightiest Heroes a lot because that's my definitive Marvel Comics series. Uh, he's kind of like... I'm going to kill you and you're going to like it and like things like that. And it's terrifying. Yeah. I wish you would have said that. I like, I, uh, this is just me. Yeah. Uh, I like Ultron being somewhat jokey and I think it, okay. If you think about it really hard, why are you doing like a narrator voice? Because I need you to understand where I'm coming from. Okay. So if we look at the Ultron in this movie. Yeah. Who created him? Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. So Josh Sweden. No, shut the fuck up. Tony Stark the guy created in the 70s. Oh my god. Tony Stark created him in this movie. So the internet. Oh my fucking god, Macy. Let me finish. <laughs> Hank Pym. Shut up. Yeah. Um Hank Pym. Tony Stark created him. Tony Stark <laughs> built <laughs> it in the cave with a box of AIs! Uh, anyways, Tony Stark builds him in this movie, and uh, the AI takes after probably the isms of Tony Stark. Yeah. So that's probably why he jokes like Tony Stark jokes. I I will be 
I mean, I'll be honest. It doesn't seem much like AI to me as it is just the Infinity Stone fabricating itself into a person. I, well, d- I don't like it. Well, yes. Thank you. But when you think about it that way, it makes sense why he's joking. Yeah, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I understand. The comedy like, takes away like from sad. his villainy. Yeah. Because we got to make a little poo-poo pee-pee-pee for the kiddos. Yeah, you got to joke when you cut off Claw's arm. Which I think is still terrifying, but other scenes where he's just like, oh, let's, like, can we just talk about this? Right when he's about to lose? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. No, yeah, he should have kept that big dick energy throughout. He shouldn't. He he should have done like a more of like a defiance, where just like he should have done. You more can't of a stop what I'm st- like. Can't the, stop what I'm doing. The way he's flying in the Quinjet away in the movie is like the equivalent of like Doctor Robotnik flying away. I know that's what I kept making jokes about it, but Doctor Robotnik's helicarrier okay. shows up. Like that scene gives me major Jim Carrey vibes from mm-hmm. like the Sonic. Because like, also, what, what did his did he get like his jetpack fucked up? Or? Yeah, he got like most of his shit melted off. That's right. Okay. Um. So, uh, we come to the climax of the movie, uh, where they they find out that something's gonna happen to Sokovia. We find out Natasha's there. She makes like a fucking Morse code thing so that Clint can read it. And then we have the final showdown in Sokovia, in which they're trying to figure out what his big plan is, what he's gonna do. And he keeps him, he mentioned an asteroid and rock that God threw at the planet. It's like once the Earth is settled. God throws uh, like a rock at it. And throws a stone. Throws a stone at which it. Which is fucking metal of a villain line, by the way. Yeah. yeah, he when they were like when they were like in what's gonna become of all the people on Earth and he was like, Ask Noah and I was like, Yeah I wanna be honest, when he's a villain in this, it fucking slaps. It's it straight up slaps. I fucking love him because he just has this like presence of like someone so detached and believing that they are right with the world's like just the way he says when the earth settles god throws a stone and you're like whoa like uh everything like where he is being a menacing evil villain and he's referencing bible things or referencing philosophy and the philosophy of uh the stuff surrounding surrounding humanity and uh and the world itself is probably the most interesting parts of these movies. But then we also we just have this final ending action sequence because we got a it's a Marvel movie. Um, we Do you fi- think it was too derivative? Uh, well, okay, so there are parts that could be cut out. There are parts that could be changed, uh, changed, moved around. Um, I think the build, like I, f- I like this. I like seeing the Avengers evacuate the place. I like them finding out too late that it is a like giant rocket ship that they that Ultron is going to shoot at the Earth, um, like an asteroid. Um, and I like Tony trying to come up with an idea, but everything in between there is r- weirdly paced, like all the fighting, all the stuff. I like that they have find out that they have to defend the thing. Um, uh, defend like the trigger that's in the center of the Did city. Did you notice that was like referenced earlier the... in the film when yeah. they met? Yeah, that they, the, they said this is the center of the city. Yeah, I like that part set up to be Chekhov's he... church. Chekhov's church. 
I can't wait to figure out whatever you're going to add with Chekhov. It's like a fusion for like <laughs> Dragon Ball yeah. Z. I can't wait to be like Chekhov's Ant-Man. <laughs> Chekhov's Ant-Man. Um, uh, it's my favorite movie trope. What can I say? Um, when you got a gun and you only pull it in the third act. <laughs> when you um, have a gun and you show it in the first act, but you only use it in the third. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's bloated it's just, in parts. It's just a, an amalgamation of fight scenes, cool it's, sequences. There's a really good part with Clint with Wanda, which you which mentioned. It's oh, really, that was a great scene. I, it's I'm gonna be honest, like that's it's the it's the church fight scene and that scene that I go back to because I feel like that he was supposed to be the grounded one in this movie. He was supposed yeah. to be whenever someone goes off the reservation. Clint's the guy that's supposed to bring you back down. It's like, listen, this is our objective. We can't do this. You know, that's why I like Hawkeye being the grounding point. He's the he's the guy. It's like, he was yo, so good in this movie. The, the talk with him in with Wanda is so like, I'm a dad and I know how to talk to people. I have a daughter. Yeah. So. Yeah. I have a daughter and I'm going to give you the dad pep talk. And I just love the moment in the middle of that speech. She's like, the city is, the city's flying. Like he's having a hard yeah, time he's comprehending. Like, he's, the city is flying and I only have arrows. You know, so you need to get your shit together. You know what the sweetest part about that is? Uh, is the part where he's like, I can get your brother and he can run you out of here. Like he, like you can he, stay here. He doesn't expect her to fight. Like yeah. he, he if does, she doesn't want to, if she doesn't want to, he's like, I, I don't expect you to try and fight. Like you're not used to this. I've served and covert missions and killed. I have a kill count in the high thousands. I was in the last Avengers movie. So I know what I'm doing sort of more or less. I will call your brother and you guys can run onto the hell carrier. So it's like, <laughs> I, um, I just love that. It's really, very like a dad thing. It's like, if you're not ready, then it's fine. But one of the, that always kind of like makes me just, it's so real is that if you go out there, you're a venture and you go kill. And it's just like, that's the line where I'm just like, I was like, that's the reality of the situation. If you go out there, you have to prepare to ready to just like, wreck shit up. Like, like they could not, process the moral quandary of this movie of what Ultron was saying because in the end they had to accept it sometimes they had to kill to save other people and yeah. it's uh, as something that uh, DC tried to do uh, the, the, they're not comparable in my not opinion. comparable no, at no. all because uh. the, the, the thing about is that Marvel tries to make more down the hearth realistic heroes. Uh, but DCs are more about the gods who have ideals and they never ever kill people unless yeah. you're an anti-hero. As far as biblical allegory superhero movies go, I like this one more than Man of Steel for sure. Because Zack Snyder doesn't know how to write heroes. Nope. Um, he knows how to write really schlocky shitty shit. Yeah. Um, so... Um, we come to that point. We have the what jokey you, line where Hawkeye says he's going to kill fucking quick. Which is, an, I, it's, we have, I, I agree with you. It does feel like it's out of place, like a lot of the scenes. But I, I liked, liked it. I liked it. I don't like it just knowing, like, it's like, oh, and then Hawkeye, not Hawkeye, um, Quicksilver dies in the next scene. Yeah, like, that, oh, knowing the end, that's it's dark. like, oh, that's dark. I, and also, that's very Joss Whedon, though. Even though it was an ad libbed line, right? by Renner, I'm pretty sure 
it's an, like he probably kept it in because it's another thing to be like, hey, winks at the audience. You know what I mean? Um, but we have that cool ending action sequence. We have the tri beam attack from Thor, Vision, and Tony on Ultron. I God. I do want to say That's so good. Uh, Vision, uh, in this movie, I immediately fell in love. I love him. I love Wanda. Um, I watching watching him throughout this movie there were so many scenes that felt very disney princess-esque what is uh like they're whimsical he's very his scenes can be very whimsical like the scene where he was fighting uh he was fighting ultron and then he got knocked out but instead of just dropping to the ground he like gently floated down and looked peaceful as he slept and it it was it was kind of like castle in the sky the girl falling from the heavens like he's kind of like supposed to be otherworldly yes it was very he was very ethereal the whole time i think that's like the point is like making this being who we can't comprehend but he's on our side yes me if i'm wrong yes But wasn't the original Vision an alien? No. He was also created by Ultron. Are you sure there isn't a Vision like in like early mm-hmm. comics that was I'm I don't I don't I recall confusing that with someone else. I think maybe you're thinking of something else. Because I don't recall Vision being someone part of like the early the early kind of you know stuff with the uh, like comics i know ghost rider was early but i don't think that vision was on he was created by ultron which furthers the whole family dynamic where the son of ultron sides with the father which is hank pym okay yeah um anyways so uh hold on can i ask you guys a question about something yeah it's it's been on my mind and i know this is going on longer we said an hour and it's already hour 23 i listen i told you i have a lot to say about this movie (laughs) what do you think about ultron's idea of how the avengers want to not change things because it's it's a half truth right they want to preserve the world but they realize that they're also creating the world's problems yeah so what do you think about that i think i think Ultron is expecting the Avengers to do everything when in reality there are some things that they can't do for example uh, change like political infrastructure Mm -hmm. or uh, pass laws you know stuff like that Uh, and he expects them to want to force change upon the world when in reality they just want to keep people safe while stability they want to keep stability they want to keep people safe while people and hope that people will want to change the world from the inside i also think it's a very good parallel from coming from winter soldier mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. like did yeah. you talk about the helicarrier showing up oh no we, we you talked about it in the scene with hawkeye but we didn't actively said it showed up no i just said the egg helicarrier that's it yeah the, the helicarrier shows up and is an old hair carrier and apparently fucking Nick Fury just had it in storage somewhere. Well, <laughs> he, just, he, had, he was ready to get a storage so, space. So basically from uh, canon or not canon, Age of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had an episode. I you were going to say that. I, really? Yeah. Are we I, when we, when we saw that? it, when, you, when I saw it, I was, I was looking, I was looking at Macy and I was like thinking in my head, I was like, I bet if I said, is there something from Agent and Shield that connects this helicarrier to Age Ultron? 
she would go, yeah, in this episode, and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I don't want to ask it. I'm going to save it for the podcast. Oh, it's true. But it's also so forced because, as you know, Stage and Shield so desperately wanted to tie itself back to to the movies. So desperately wanted to be canon. They so desperately wanted, which was funny because it's written by Joss Whedon's brother, Jed. Jed Whedon? Yeah, I think his name is Jed or Jeb Whedon. So like... He could have just been like, hey, brother, um, can you just write something? At the end? It's, and it also comes out of nowhere because there's a whole episode about something totally different. And then at the end of an episode, the five minute mark, Agent Coulson walks into a room, like a whole docking bay, and they're working on the basically helicarrier that shows up in this movie. But these movies have no concept or even wanted to like connect themselves. So it was more like, please daddy, please, please daddy Marvel, please daddy Feige. Can we make our hell carry a cannon? What? I'm putting my fingers together to make ooh. ooh. Can we please? <laughs> <be cannon? laughs> uh, please. please. Um, so that's your answer. Vincent. Yeah. Uh, Maria Hill is also back in her regular outfit, which I'm happy. And that's it. And then uh, Nick Fury kills an Ultron robot for no reason because it flies onto the deck of the ship and does fucking nothing. I wish they they it shows him like slicing off the face, but it doesn't show the face like sliding off. And I wish it would have. Yeah, maybe uh, that was too scary for the kiddos. But then we had a whole scene where they fight and they do the thing, and then Pietro dies, and Wanda shows that she's really powerful and disintegrates robots with her powers, basically. It's like her powers are tied to her emotions. I said that so many times. Hey. <laughs> it's like... Don't say, don't say it. It's like her power... Okay. Or t- tied. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Cause she's a woman. Oh, oh okay. right. A man wouldn't have this problem. Um. So Fuck. that's so uh, bad. That's so bad. <laughs> Ultron flies away in a Quinjet like Doctor Eggman gets thrown out by the Hulk, who's pissed off at he Natasha. Fucking, he fucking blasts off again. Yeah. I okay. I do want to say. Um, do you like that he's just like you? You used me, and I know that you used me, so I'm leaving. Which is the intention of that scene of like. Because Natasha fine. calls him like, hey. Oh, no. Okay. So that what that scene read to me. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to go back a, a few seconds um, yeah. and talk about the scene where Pietro dies for a brief moment. Uh, Does he? Did he? Only for a brief moment. He comes back to life. Yeah. He though. comes back to life like Jesus. He's That's the whole <laughs> point of this movie. So he's Speed Jesus. <laughs> Speed Jesus. Um, he reverses the bullets out of him. And yeah. I like because I like the connection that they have as twins that he she did not she confirmed he was dead just from him dying like she could feel it. And that's why she has that emotional scene. And I really like that scene of her. Uh, I think it's stupid that he dies. But again, who Fox, Fox had to have him. Um I just think there, just I like, don't know if you guys you are... screaming at the sky <laughs> Fox like fucking con <laughs> yeah um, I don't know if you guys noticed this but you know uh, they when they drag Pietro onto the ship to leave because they need his death Michelangelo body. like the, the where they, they well no no no, no that's not the, that's not what they're emulating yeah um hi I'm an art history major. <gasps> Hi, welcome to therapy. Hi, welcome to therapy. Hi. Uh, I my my focus is in uh, high Renaissance and earlier uh, okay. uh, Christian art, and in 
Christian art specifically, they will make characters um, mirror each other's poses uh, to reference similarities uh, or connections possibly uh, in biblical stories and uh, I know I'm making you fall asleep here Uh, (laughs) um, and Pietro is laying on the ground of the ship and Hawkeye falls in the exact same position in order to I guess tell the audience they were both meant to be martyrs. Hey, can I can I tell you something? And yes. That they can rest now. And that they can rest now. It's almost like the last two minutes can be summed up as being a Christian thematic parallel. So it's a pretty much exactly that. Sorry for being a bitch. Oh man. Why are you what? I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> I was, I was I, you were having this huge long spiel and it was no, like No, I have more to no, no, say no, no, about the Christian no, 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 I, I, I was I was just being like so you could you know, so you could sum up your whole speech is that it's a thematic parallel. <laughs> no, it's okay. So let's That's just... a story I love it. Josh we didn't look it up and it was like I don't know what thematic parallel in my movie. There always has to be one of these scenes where I see one of these moments in our podcast where I see I... all of the lines touching. Do, the do you, top and bottom of our audio. There's like, let's go, let's go back to our uncut, like remove scene jokes, like we like to do. What if there's like a scrap scene of like Josh Whedon putting like a like a like a, a rainy effect over their dead bo- like those bodies, and then just for some reason it's a mad world. <laughs> I was thinking it's a mad world. I was thinking that that would be the last scene in that. That would be the last image yeah. in that scene, and it would slowly fade into a portrait from the renaissance of the same image and then you just hear dun 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 we are god sarah you don't understand how they could have done that because i do oh deep can you picture that because okay they're in a chapel Uh uh-huh so here's how they do it. I because you just put a fucking horrible thought in my head. Woo! So they do that where it's like it fades into like a like a Renaissance esque portrait, and the camera pans out from the inside of the chapel down to Scarlet Witch, and she's all fucking sad. <laughs> and then you watch the robot go sloop and touch the thing and. Boom! I'm a fucking Artur. That's amazing. <laughs> Don't forget to add the most importable critical element to that. Importable. Got um, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not drunk. Um, and most important critical element to that whole scene yes. is putting Mad World on top of it as well. Because I feel like anytime you want to be Artur, familiar faces no you you put some you, you put some classical piece of music down there we got the touch they start they start playing pinocchio over it i got no strings to tie oh, no, me down no 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 some like sad remix of i got no strings on me we got no strings on me like how uh sorry that was the uh, like how mad world's done but it's like sad like fucking i got 
no like some Marilyn Manson ass. to hold me. Oh, so down. you mean like, wow, we got no strings on me? Yeah, they got to get ICP in here to do it. Or like nine inch nails, like <laughs> fucking hurt. <laughs> fucking hurt. Oh my god, no. Oh, I love that I song. Stringed myself <laughs> to death. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's our cut scene of the episode. That's our um so we have the 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 thing falls down and then Tony had thought up a plan and everyone gets off wanda gets saved by vision totally not a setup totally not sarah macy shut the fuck up i didn't even say anything that time i was Hey, that was just a guess. (laughs) (laughs) No, because because I said it during the movie. I was like, "Oh, they get together." (laughs) Hey, do they? Do they? Do they? Do they? There, there wasn't a show called Vision Wanda, was it? No, no, that was um, that was on DC. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. So we have kind of the end of the movie. The day is saved, but at what cost? Hulk flies away on a Quinjet. We don't know where. Yeah, no, okay. I was going to say about that scene, too, uh, that it doesn't feel like she betrayed his trust, more or less. It felt more like he was, like, finally, like, you know, she was like, okay, he's going to come back for me. And he was like, no, I am going to take my own advice and I'm going to leave because I'm just going to end up hurting everyone I love. So that's how I felt about it. Not necessarily that she betrayed him i it's it's like i said it's so poorly defined and so fast-paced you, it's, it's so you can't really take he anything just from flies it flies away like a sad little bell pepper that's true he's this very sad bell pepper boy also i think can i can you, let, me, let me see if this is wrong you think they were trying to make a hulk movie or they were trying their best to make a hulk movie but they fell through uh, if this has to do with what we know about the legality of Hulk yeah. being used in movies, I think they were trying to set something up, and it went in a different direction at the end of the day. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, is it, It's universal, right? Yeah. Universal's so being a bitch. For don't you, so you didn't notice, Sarah, Universal, like Sony, holds on to the rights of Spider-Man, Universal still has some sort of stake in the Hulk. They they can only uh, you can't make Hulk movies that are standalone without their involvement. Specifically, The Incredible Hulk. (coughs) So what about Ultimate Hulk? No, well, like the 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 Uh, Bruce Banner Hulk. The Bruce Banner Hulk, not She Hulk or the other Hulk. Yes. So that's why we're getting a She Hulk show later on with Hulk in it. And that's why Bruce Banner uh, is kind of more or less. A side character. Side character in most of these movies because of Universal's meddling. How weird would it be if down the road after She-Hulk, Universal, we worked with Marvel to make another Hulk movie, but just for the sequel, they just brought Edward Norton back. And then after that, they brought back the original guy who's been playing this whole time. Uh, or uh, in the end, like all of us, uh, Disney just buys Mar- or Universal. 
and they go That's bankrupt. Impossible. Yeah, they're really not doing good financially right now, especially with the Marvel movies not doing so hot. Also, Universal is a very big company. That that's they're the, lucky that's that they've been around for so long. Universal's HBO, right? That's them, right? No, no, no. no? That's HBO. Warner. Yeah, Warner. Is Universal Warner? They're the same thing, no. aren't they? No, 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 no. Why the hell is all the DC shit at the? No, wait, no, it's not. No, Warner. Not Warner. Where the fuck? DC is all in Six Flags. Who the fuck owns Space Jam? Warner Brothers. Six Flags. Okay. I why did I confuse those two companies? Those are the Six t- Flags. <laughs> Who the fuck up? I know, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> I know my theme parks. I just got a little goofed wait, hold on. Hold on a minute. Both I could imagine Disney Harry buying Potter Universal. is at a Universal Studio Park, but Universal Studio, not Uni- Harry Potter's owned by Warner Brothers. Yes. Because you can license out and talk to You're people. You're right. Yes. It's just, that's what threw me off. That's the only thing that threw me off. See, Cedric Diggory dies, and it's a shame. Anyways, see, but I can, see, I can picture Disney buying Universal. I'm just saying. They, they couldn't. Because I feel like Universal um, and Warner are the two big conglomerates that Marvel slash Disney cannot. We once said with that about this moment. We once yeah. said that about Fox. Well, Fox fucking sucks. Well, Fox. The thing is that they willingly put their ship. Yeah, up there. yeah. Fox gave up their thing to Disney for a large sum of money so that they could continue as a sports and news entity. Also, it was a ploy to fuck Disney in the ass. Really? Because, yes. yes. It was a way for them to be so fucked and bankrupt that, and also COVID's, because like their plan was, we're going to be fine because we can make this money back up through Disney Plus, which spoiler alert, they're not because they're stagnating and, and there's not going to be enough people. There's not enough original content it, on Disney Plus. For how people to actually want. And two, they're not doing good with theme parks because they mistreat everybody and it's awful. And on top of that, no one wants to go to a COVID-filled madhouse. And three, COVID is fucking their shit in the box office like a like a fucking baby deer that's being rutted. I feel like they're also kind of fucking their shit in the box office. Well, they're also not they're not really doing content that I think is interest. Well, Shang Chi is interesting. It's just that they're not doing interesting ideas with the MCU right now because people are physically done after Endgame. They're I feel n- like Spider Man's the last hope. Oh, we're gonna see. We're gonna see if that's the last that time. Wait, when am I? When are we watching Spider-Man? You're well. The one I'm watching in next month. You're no, not I'm gonna talking see about for a while. Talking about first. The uh, well, so uh, let's finish this movie and we'll talk okay, about that. Okay, got it. Um, so we talk about uh all of this shit at the end of the day. We have uh Tony fucks off. Thor fucks off. Thor fucks off. Hulk we fucks have off. The, a Hulk new Avenger, and, and we have new Avengers. Which oh, also, is not the same team. Not also, really. Also, um, Clint is back home, and his wife had a baby, and uh, he has his name on his onesie, and his name is Nathaniel Pietro Barton. And I started crying. She did. I was shocked because it was like a scene. It was like a brief moment. It was like two seconds of screen. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I was shocked because you were just like, here's a, here's a two second scene. <sighs> I, I, it's you got set off. Well, it's because like, whenever I get sad about something, yeah, it's because I like think deeper about the consequences of it and like 
like I start to kind of like spiral yeah. and that's why I usually end up crying is because oh then that means this and this means that and like that's usually why that happens. I'm okay, also so the just a very scene you sensitive cried on last week was pretty good. Yes. Okay. Um, but we see the new Avenger team that only shows up for Civil War for the for beginning. For five minutes. For five minutes. Uh, that's not really a spoiler. It's just part of the movie. But don't get too used to that team, Sarah. Uh, anyways, that's the end of the movie. And then Wait, we have... Thanos. Thanos shows up. And says... I'll do it myself. Which we, I, Macy, <laughs> Macy was like, do you understand why I'm so upset at that scene? And I immediately understood why she was so upset at that, that scene. That scene works better at the ends of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, it works better. It makes Holy sense at the shit. end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Why didn't they put it there? Oh my God, Vincent, you're blowing my mind. Cause like it makes more sense. Cause like like you have like Ronan, Ronan actually up. had something. Ronan fucked up. Ronan actually had something to do with Thanos. Ultron had fucking nothing to do with Thanos. Okay, l- let me be fair though. I would not replace the Howard the Duck scene for the world. No, they I would just not. could have added another one. I would never. I- I'm okay with us having Thanos speak. Guardians fucked. too did it better with all their end credit scenes, but that's a whole different bag. Well, yeah, because Guardians and Guardians early two is like a high bar for the MCU, probably the best material in the whole. Yeah. Okay, uh, um, let me take a brief moment to talk about the biblical allegory in this movie. So, how many? Like, how do you feel? Uh, but, how do you feel about the movie, Sarah? Before you get to your biblical oh, allegory. Oh, um. Would you watch this again? Yeah. See, that's hard for me to say because a lot of this movie is really terrible. I got it. Some of the scenes, some of the scenes, I'm like, okay, but that was really great. I would love it if they cut all of the Avengers scenes out of this movie. You would watch a a supercut of Ultron. I would watch a supercut of Ultron. Yeah. I, I feel like what you would do is you'd go on YouTube every now and then when you have that feeling and you want to watch a scene. Oh, Real quick, I know it's late. The Ultron versus Vision scene about the nature of mankind. Um, we can't talk about it because we need to get going. But probably the yeah, best. Yeah, again, scene- it's it's very biblical uh, allegory. I don't think I would. Yeah, again, I don't think I would rewatch. I'm sorry, my dog has zoomies right now. Uh, I don't think I would rewatch this movie, but I would rewatch an Ultron supercut. Um, would you do you did you really like the scene with Vision and Ultron at the end? I did because the whole thing again felt like Ultron was the ultimate allegory for Lucifer. Yeah, uh, who had these big dreams uh, and you know wanted to worship his father and then ambitions. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, vision his, is his take on the world yeah and but he was like well humans fucking ruin everything so let's get rid of them uh and he clearly which i think is interesting that he has such a religious dialogue because he shows up at a church he keeps mentioning all of these biblical events and his his dialogue is just very like also, he likens himself Religious? to God. Yeah, he likens himself to God. And it, I find that very interesting because it doesn't seem like 
Steve, or Steve, it doesn't seem like Tony's like very religious. So where the fuck did this come from? I think it's just to show that he has this arrogance and air about what he's doing is like right for mankind. Yeah. And what is something that always feels like is used to show divinity or the idea that I know what I'm doing is right yeah. is the ultimate kind of allegory for uh, morality, which is the Bible for some people. Yeah. Steve is religious in the way that he does believe in a God. Yes, yeah. Steve is, but Tony is not. Tony really. believes in his dick and how he can impregnate Pepper. Tony believes in science. Tony. Oh, that too. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so it's I just find it interesting where all of this religious allegory comes from. Uh, but then, you know, Vision comes along, a perfected version of Ultron. Jesus. As Christ, yeah, essentially. There's so much, like, Christ imagery through vision that I find really interesting. Yeah. Um, but I... Aesthetically, I like this movie. I like certain things about this movie, especially the religious allegory. But... It's just not worth it to have to sit through the fucking Avenger scenes. I'm just, I don't think I could be with anyone because I just don't think I, this is right for me. Just, and I'm a sterile and I'm a monster. I'm a monster. I can't procreate like women are supposed to. It's Joss funny. Sweden, did I say the wine? Did I say the line uh, right? Uh, Joss, <laughs> don't hit me. No, uh, no. Uh, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> we were doing two different things there. <laughs> yeah. So how many asses out of five would you give this, Sarah? Like two and a half. Macy, uh, I'm gonna have to give it a two and a half as well. I gave it two because Ultron's cool. I feel like that. I give it a two and a half because Ultron's cool. <laughs> I give, give it. it you uh, give it a point. You give it that extra point five because of those metal cheeks. <laughs> I'm not talking about face cheeks. I'm talking about the ass. But cheeks. also, Vision coming out of the cradle like Doctor Manhattan. Just colored and naked okay there macy you're staring off into space except for i we didn't get a view of his penis i'm assuming they just hadn't created it yet sorry sometimes when sarah thinks says things i'm just associating (laughs) to be fair when i say things i also disassociate (laughs) okay let's just all do a thing together and dissociate away from this movie right now let's all be quiet oh oh I was gonna say we're just going to disappear from the podcast right now. Okay, we're okay. just gonna we're gonna stay here. Uh, let's, let's check in on uh, the set of Age of Ultron in, in the past, where Nata- not Natasha, so Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett, Scarlett jo- yeah, Joe Johansson is reading her lines again. And Hi, she, my name is Scarlett Johansson. Thank you for putting me, Joss Whedon. Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. hey, you, hey, you bitch, oh. you bitch. You, you bitch! You're nothing like nothing like Robert Downey Jr. He's the the golden child. No, he's don't. quippy and, and smart. And he has a penis. I just yeah, that's my brother Jed. Don't over make me there. Don't make me eat gumballs again. You're gonna chew that gum, you slut. Oh, oh, oh. Not again. You're gonna chew it. I'm a monster in real life. Yeah, you're a whore. I just want to be a good actress. Thank you for listening to ICU MC. If you want to see more by us, check us out on YouTube at Brown Chair Studios and check us out on TikTok by the same name. 
where you can see clips and other shows and projects that we are working on. And tune in next time, every Wednesday. Unless we forgot to record or something like that. For the next episode of I See You, M.C.U.